Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of A Drink With Mary and Mina. Today, uh, well, today, Manawani, this madam has gone back home and has just come back. Wait, um, let me put this here. I just realized my jacket is like the Kalgege. Oh, shaky one. So yeah, I move yeah. a lot. So let me just put it there. Right. I've just come back from Nepal. Uh-huh. As you can't tell, I've gained like. I don't know how many kgs. Mina did this dad just so many. She was like, he was like, It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I weighed myself and I gained like at least six kgs in Nepal. Wow. In three weeks. That's fine. Allow it. Allow it. <laughs> Shit happens. It was good food indeed. We got coffee. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That, that's what we did. <laughs> Latte mocha, I think. Latte, yes. Latte mocha. Give me macchiato. Yeah. Oh, macchiato, yeah. Yeah, it's macchiato, a macchiato. But there's no sugar in it. Oh, I shouldn't drink sugar anyway. Shouldn't eat sugar. Are you trying not to consume sugar? My sugar intake is not bad anyway. Mm. Um, I think not a sweet person. Either. Maybe liquid sugar, I'd say probably not. But uh-huh. uh, um, solid like if uh-huh. it's cookies and stuff. Or- uh-huh. Right after, right after talking about gaining six kilos, oh. that's where it starts. <laughs> Sugar consumption is unreal. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we are back. We are uh-huh. back with another episode. Um, it feels like I've missed you guys, but then you probably haven't because you've been listening to us and I'm pretty recordedly. Yeah. Uh, that's a nice assumption. You've been listening to us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I hope you are. <laughs> nice to see you back again. <laughs> Um, and by the way, it's uh, Tibara Losar or Galpo Losar and Sherpa celebrated too. So happy Losar, guys. Uh, we haven't got Kapse, but we got Kurma, which is mm. similarish in taste, but not quite. I prefer Kapse to this. Mm. But anyway, um, moving on. The topic of today is the culture shocks we've had whilst traveling. I mean, we did say back home, but it's a universal thing, okay? Like, now you can't really tell what is back home. Home England feels like home. So does Nepal. So yeah. does everywhere else you go. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when you revisit. So that was a very open question, and I'm glad our viewers are with us, and sort of um, you know engage with us in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's move on, shall we? Mm-hmm. I know she's already digging in with the food. Um, okay, BRB. It's a long list. Mm-hmm. We might have to do part one, part two. So this might be the part one. Yeah, right? I think this is the most responses we've had so far. Exactly. Well, yeah. So we'll start with the first one. Mm-hmm. Talking back to teacher in school. Mm. Also, my culture shock when I came to this country was how you just address them by their first name. Yeah. Nick. Yeah. Gary. I'm like, what? And I was like, what? What? And you don't say auntie-uncle to like elders? Like, you know. You and just call them by your by their first name. Exactly. Like recently, my cousin got offended because he was attending uh a uh, event event on a puja at our house, you know. And my youngest cousin said to him, "Uncle, yeah. Bear in mind, he's like your age, thirty three. Yeah, yeah. Only mm. she's twenty. Fair enough. Like, uncle, born Like yeah. in context of Nepal, but do you know, believe in it because obviously. I'm Didi to her and he's my dad. So it's like we're sort of in the same generation but we're not at the same time. Yeah. So he was very heartbroken. He was like, I can't believe she called me uncle. I'm like, sorry, mate. Like, 
can't help it. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we don't say that you're under like yeah. personal man. We just whatever. Exactly. Right? Imagine you coming over to my house and be like to my dad, yeah. So, so weird. weird. <laughs> like even in <laughs> Nepali shop, you go restaurant, my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diamonds and the or buy. You just don't say sunusta. Like you don't say that. Like yeah. these days, I just say bye not to offend. You know? uh-huh. But if they call me boy, then I'll be like die. I just say bye because like, you're at the age. Uh-huh. You can't just be calling die to anyone. Exactly. Anymore. <laughs> Wait, the second response. <laughs> this is a uh, British um, girl's response by, response, by the way. Blonde women in Turkey, they are mesmerized by it. <laughs> oh, so... Oh, so yeah. So guys out there, like they would like hound her because she was blonde, mm. and they would be like really mesmerized by her blonde hair, her, you know, just literally blonde hair, literally. Probably wow. because it's not uh, blonde. Blonde hair is not so common back yeah. then, around that area. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, dark skin skin hair. color. They have like mix of white yeah, and yeah. olive tones, you know. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it's the hair color. Then. Yeah. What's yeah. with this like? whitish looking color everything they're obsessed with also i found that in china they are obsessed with not obsessed but they find black hair very intriguing in china yeah yeah so literally i was i, I think i've told uh, told this story before um we were in the middle of you know a big mall area in shanghai but, sorry are my, they not born with dark hair as well no, no, no! The curly hair. Oh, curly hair, yeah, black, black hair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black, black yeah, that's true. That's hair. true. I thought you so, said black hair, which is like black dark hair. I'm like, what? No, no, no! no. Like, like, like yeah. spiral. Yeah. People, I, I've, I get I've it. heard I stories, get and I've seen it as well. Like, my friend was black, and they just walked right over to her and like touched her head. And bear in mind, she had like very short mm. um, hair, almost you know. Only she, they, she just came over, didn't even ask, just touch her hair and we were like what is happening yeah. but I'm, I'm sure there's lots of stories on the internet about how they just walk over and like touch your yeah, hair yeah I think that's quite common in Nepal as well mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie if you see like a black person because you have white tourists a lot but black yeah. tourists you barely get it like rare yeah. so everyone just looks at you like oh like okay yeah it's yeah. not insulting people are intrigued by it but I guess people could be just a bit more polite and be like can I but then in that part of the world <laughs> Nothing is like <laughs> nothing is there's no boundaries on where you should stand and what you should say. Yeah. Moving on forward. Uh-huh. Um getting kicked out of house after eighteen. True. Mm. Like but it's not common anymore. Everyone lives with their mom in the UK still. Because like, we can't afford we can't to afford it. buy houses anymore. Sorry, Britain. We can't do it anymore. Like Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> I think when I was um sixteen, mm. I physically thought I could get yeah. mm. not eighteen, but twenty, twenty one, but But no, at the rate of the prices are going up. Yeah. Every yeah. month, like rent is going by two hundred, three hundred extra. You can't afford it. Pay thirty boss, you know. But the rent is going up, so exactly. obviously you're gonna live. Like you can, but say, um, as soon as you turn eighteen, you either move out or head towards moving out, or you start contributing to the household bills like, yeah it's usually like after you go to uni you mm. you don't come back type of. Yeah. you don't move back to your house but i'm sorry mm. it's expensive it's not happening anymore it's a hard one not 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 
because there's a cultural change, but because we can't afford, afford to do it. that anymore. <laughs> exactly. Uh, which is my next one? Oh my goodness. Seeing little kids commuting alone in Japan with school uniform on, on the train. Mm-hmm. They, they look so cute. Sometimes they're in groups, like two, three ones. But usually they're just a one or two um, in a group. In a group, they're just one or two on their own. And it, it's so cute. Okay, you know, Japanese kids are go um, uniform. Mm. They have this little hat. They have this little bag. And the bag and the hat, they're all same. Yeah. Mm. And you just see these tiny people who are not even up to the thighs of people just navigating around big crowds in, for example, Shinjuku. Shinjuku. Yeah, Shinjuku Air, Airport. Shinjuku train station, which is like the one of the biggest train stations in Tokyo. But they look so cute though. And it's funny how they know their way. Yeah? They don't get lost. I mean, imagine as a country how safe those kids must have felt. And the parents must have felt to let them travel by themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we have failed basically. Yeah, I mean, I can understand like child protection, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but if, as a country, you felt safe enough, that's the route to independence from day one. Yeah, exactly. Like you went to school by yourself. It's literally how in Nepal, like our parents went dala kara to go to school by themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like when they're really young, exactly. it's literally the same motive, but in the city. Exactly. It's a nice environment to promote independence right from the start. I don't know. Exactly. That's how it and should be. Child right? be mm-hmm. child, child. And uh, take responsibility of their own actions since day one. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. They don't really have to say like mom, dad, how they And yeah. it's very good. The trust they have in that. Yeah. Also in Japan, I felt very safe in Japan. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Because in every other corner, they would have a, like a little police box. Yeah. And there would be like a couple of police with like little... Um, sticks off there mm. like you would feel so safe okay? but so that Japan is just also not very corrupted policing <laughs> let me just tell you that <laughs> polite just, just because the police doesn't mean they're always safe and always right because some parts of the country they're always I don't know corrupted as the yeah. government we've seen both yeah. <laughs> being exchanged for a camel in Turkey <laughs> We're laughing because we personally know this story. (laughs) (laughs) This was one of our friends, um, Emily. Mm. Uh, You guys have seen her in our um, Dalbad video. video. So they went on a holiday with with her family. Um, She went on a holiday with her family to Turkey. And then the uh, guys were just joking around and asking. Well, they were trying to buy her off her dad. Mm -hmm. And then her dad is just Mr. Michael is just jokes. He was like, oh, how many? How many camels? So he almost exchanged his daughter for a few camels. Three camels, wasn't it? Three camels, I think. think. (laughs) Wow. I wonder how much I'm worth. (laughs) Right. China. Someone told me not to enter their shop because they don't stock clothes my size. I can relate. I can relate. So, recent experience. In Nepal, most of the goods come from China, period. Like, yeah. there's no cap. My grandma said to me, pack warm clothes because it's cold. Yeah. So, all the clothes I packed were warm clothes. I know. Yeah. 
come to the UK, come to Nepal, it's hot. It's 18 degrees. That's hot for me, right? You sort of like half t-shirt my out. Like we put this jacket on in the morning, mm. take it off in the noon and then just put it back on in the evening. Hot as hell, eh? And we went around shopping. Um, One of my mamas, he owns like a wholesale shop in Kathmandu. He's one of the biggest suppliers in Kathmandu too. Even today, clothes are import, export. So we went to his Godam. Godam means a wholesale shop. All of it to find an outfit for me. Summerish type girl. Where man is winter in Kathmandu, no? None. Non-existent. What a size. Ah! Even the biggest film skin skin tight yeah so it's impossible i'm sure people your <coughs> size are not like i'm sure we have people your size <coughs> back home definitely thought uh, the the how you want okay mm. it's more like i'm buying this because it fits not because i want it very limited choice yeah and i remember back in home when i used to grow up because i have a size seven foot and it's a very <laughs> not common size in Nepal. <laughs> I would not get um shoes and everything. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I grew up wearing trainers, like men go trainers, because there was no cute feminine shoes of my size. So when I came to the UK, I was like, wow, this is paradise. <laughs> a whole new world. I know. Yeah. And um, yeah, like, I mean, obviously, mere size for women are tall. I mean, they're amazing tailors in Nepal. Yeah. But yeah. when you're in time constraint and when you want, like, outfit that Something you really, like your style yeah. it's a bit difficult right honestly and you know in china the, most things that come from china are like one size oh my god don't even start me with one size yeah once i remember going to buy underwear with mom and a new one the underwear was this big yeah <laughs> this big what so to those who are not uh watching it who are listening let's say size for uk Okay. Yeah. okay, I'm a size 16. You okay? Uh-huh. She literally stretched it. Three size. <laughs> this is one size. I'm like, woman, I'm gonna have like massive bollocks of fat coming cut out. Off, cut off at the waist. Exactly, cut off circulation or whatnot. I'm not even sure if you go over my bum. <laughs> but. <laughs> one size is so good. What? So ever since then. <laughs> Every time I go like anywhere is Asia, I make sure I pack enough clothes here, uh-huh. so I don't want to buy anything there. Yeah, if it's Europe, I don't really care. But Asia, you yeah. have to make sure. Yeah. I guess that I I don't I can't relate to that type of inconvenience because like I kind of fit if not it will be like thicker or big for me. You're like size average even. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like your size will be like perfect and okay? you find everywhere. Right. I'm not saying you can't okay? China would say the the thing that I've experienced is when you enter a shop you can't just browse. If you've browsed it, you have to buy. if you come out without buying anything, they become so rude and aggressive to you, okay? Why look? Why look when you don't want to buy? What did they get? And I'm like, I'm sorry, like it's not like are they you know, obviously, stock better goods then, mm. so that I would like to buy. Or if something fails at the haggling stage, they become so aggressive at Nepal. <coughs> is it where Chinese stuff? It's a, it's a border, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bazaar is um, up, up in the Himalayas. Mm. Right the, at oh. the border of Nepal and China. Oh. So, Bazaar, apparently, that's what happens. If you look, mm. you have to buy. 
same mentality. I've heard right at the border, the Nepalese speak fluent Chinese and the Chinese speak fluent Nepalese. I mean, yeah. <laughs> business. Business makes people learn a lot of things. <laughs> Literally. What? My goodness. But yeah, man, that, that sucks. That really sucks. Mm-hmm. When you're like told not to come into the store. I'm like, thank you. I may not be buying things, but at least be a bit more hospitable. My friend might want to buy something. There you go. Hey, like, you're a business person for it. Like, honestly, carry on. No, Your that turn. was me. Your... Oh, yeah, my yeah. turn. Seeing girls in bikini. Um, this is from a man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bogaru. <laughs> Stinking dogs. Uh, no. Until we came to this country, yeah, I don't think a lot of Nepalese men uh, were exposed to people, well, uh, girls in bikini. I don't know. Fair sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless it's in the dirty magazines that they stock. Or unless you're like a very, um, in a group of very liberal women, I guess. Yeah. Who didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I can understand where it would come shocking for somebody and who's not travelled before and just started travelling and all of it. When I was in school, <laughs> I couldn't relate why girls wore like bigger slacks or shorts or little the shorts. I'm like, why are you doing that? Type of nigga? Oh yeah, yeah, I know, right? I've always been, I guess, daring in choices of clothing. So, I've I've been stared at for wearing like a little spa- spaghetti stra- straps, and I also used to not wear the little shorts in mm, my I've swimming, never worn it. Yeah, swimming costume. So people used to stare at me, and I was like, only a child. Yeah. So why are you staring at a child's thighs, butts? This is why I find it very uncomfortable when people post pictures of their young children uh-huh. naked on social media because you don't know who's out there on the other yeah, side exactly. because it might be cute to you it might be cute to some pedophilic person too so you need to sort of be aware I guess yeah yeah. like bath time with my baby you're fine cute but you need to know who's watching and who do you trust like you don't even trust your own family members I know yeah yeah but that bikini thing what's the Nepal man Obviously, me and my sister, we're not cross-sized women. We don't give a shit. We wear bikini, whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah. By the way, that photo was quite cute. Of what? Uh, you guys in bikini. Yeah. I mean, we just... I mean, we, we're quite confident, I guess. Yeah. That doesn't mean, like, we are promoting fat people. But we are just quite confident, you know? Since point I Yeah. So, we were there, out there, like, you know... In the open. In the cold swimming pool. Who gives a shit, huh? <laughs> oh. And then everyone's just looking at, like, why are they in bikini, number one? Number two, they're fat. Like, okay, like, looking at... Like, mm. dare you wear bikini if you're fat? <coughs> no, no. They don't. Uh, Nobody wears yeah. bikini if they're fat in Nepal. So, these people who visit resorts in Nepal, right? What do they wear then to the swimming pool? So, there are two kinds of people. Some people who are just... Cool as us. <laughs> cool, uh, as us. Uh-huh, uh-huh. cool as us. Like some people who just don't care. They're all about, you know, positivity, blah, blah, blah. Instagrammers. Um, I've seen people wear very conservative swimsuits. Uh-huh. Like the shorts and the thing. That's still a thing, you know? Yeah. One of my cousins, she's very conservative as well. 
Um, not that she's no modern, she just chooses not to show her body, and mm. which is respectably fine. Yeah, yeah. So she was wearing like uh, shorts and then skirt, khaki, and then it was like a swimsuit top, like a uh, t shirt type. Mm. I'm like, whoa, I haven't seen that because mm. I've seen like sleeveless type, but it was like literally like top. Mm. So that's the current uh, swimming trend in Nepal, apparently. Okay. So quite a variety. Yeah. Yeah. I went to India. Bear in mind, I'm Indian. <laughs> Never in my life have I felt so alien and out of place. <laughs> so what? So alien and out of place. Babe. I agree. She's um British British Indian. Um, her mom and dad. I think they were in Kenya, so they were born and bred in Kenya, moved over to England, and then she was born and bred here. So when she went back, but obviously, even if you are born and bred in a different country, you are still exposed to your own culture at home. So you're mm. still exposed to a few things at home. Right? So, but when she went back home, right, she found it so shocking. Right? She felt so out of place. Right? I agree. I agree. And I asked her, I bet your husband felt more at home because her husband is Polish. <laughs> and then he, she was like, yeah, yeah, he was more comfortable there. <laughs> How small the taxis were. <laughs> I'm laughing because I was just telling her fresh, and her dad. Fresh taza, taza, <coughs> trauma. Oh. Fresh trauma. So basically, yeah, we used this taxi driver ever since when we were in school. When we were in school, okay? Uh -huh. So taxi ma, my mom, my sister, I, uh, and my mom's friend, Ani, my friend, Ani, her, her younger sister. And uh, the We used to go on the same taxi. Okay? Bear in mind. Same taxi, same taxi, same driver, nothing's changed. We ordered the taxi because um, we had a situation and we had to take the taxi. We had to book Tinzara taxi, you know. We ordered the taxi confidently, saying four people would fit there, five including the driver. My mom sat, <laughs> my sister sat on the front seat. So my mom sat and I went in and I looked. This much space. <laughs> if you're, um, for size reference, if you're listening... Uh, less than like, like less than six or seven inches. That's mm. it. Left here. Yeah. Are we? Me and my mommy both looked at each other. <laughs> and we we told the taxi driver because obviously we were quite, you know, frank, yeah. frank with him. We were like, "Dai, taba ko taxi ta thulo as in like your taxi, like sarcastically, your taxi is really big, and like stressed, yeah, because we've actually number counted people how many people requires in per taxi in either. Yeah, yeah. So one person won't fit. So we had to get the smallest, smallest person to fit in between us. And bear in mind she oh couldn't lean back. She had to lean forward. Forward. The whole journey, yeah. That is always me. That's a, that oh person my God. the person that sits in the middle and leans forward. That's always me. But anyways but that taxi is like very old school taxi and I'm pretty sure that's getting eliminated. Because mm. um Alikati a bit modern prior to that taxi is Ali the wider okay? yeah. in that taxi say um us three big people could fit yeah. but obviously the person still had to go yeah, out already. But the point is our butts fit, okay? The taxis are small in Nepal man. Come in like you forget okay? like London go taxi man, you can fit like six people. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, if not five at the back. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can. Yeah. Oh, 
lovely then. Lovely, jovely. Like, you'd have a lovely But ride. was it like a little Suzuki? Yeah, Maruti Suzuki 800. Oh. But like old school riding, like very old, like 2000s probably. I know, right? I feel like that. If I go back home, I, I will feel... Because those taxis used to feel big when I was a child. With them. Mate, I go like Nepal every three years and I get culture shock every time. Imagine you. You'd be like, oh, what's up? Uh, by the way, if I haven't told people enough, then I have not been back home for 17 years now. Exactly. Her dad was saying, <clears throat> my daughter doesn't go. And I was like, maybe cut the ticket for her. <laughs> exactly. Facts. Exactly. Right. <coughs> Next one. Canada. Honestly, started from the friendliest immigration officers. So friendly. That's one of my top countries that I want to visit. Uh-huh. But um, not in springtime. Autumn slash winter time. Uh-huh. You want to see all the maple, um, uh, maple trees. Maybe experience some sort of snow. Because snow. the snow come up to this level. And I've yeah. always heard they're like friendly. I've heard. Uh, immigration friendly. in UK is not bad either. Yeah, I mean, they're not they're very not unfriendly, but they're okay. But in Nepal, like, UK Can you say, or don't even need to use honorifics. Yeah. Just say politely. Yeah. Come on, talk you, man. You can't <laughs> even say fuck you because you want to get in there. You're like, oh, uh, the best experience that I've had with the immigration officer is probably in Italy, uh, because they 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 looked at my passport. Because I used to travel with the police passport. Uh-huh. When you travel with a passport from a very weak country. You do get looked down. You would. You do get yeah. more checked because people are not used to have used to seeing that those passports come through their uh-huh. immigration either. And then that's the same thing that happened. The, uh, the Italian officer just looked at my passport, looked at me, and I was like, "Oh, here we go! Like, is it a haircut? Like, come at me with ten questions." And they were like, literally flipping it back and forth, and I was like, oh, "What's happening?" Yeah. He even called the other person over to have a look at my passport okay? and then, then they said we've never seen a Nepalese passport welcome to our country we love Nepal because Italians love mountains either. Yeah, yeah, so they were, I was like ah like not the, not the response that I was expecting but I'll take it I've had um, I've had people uh, take a passport like you mean usually they tell you to take the passport cover out yeah, yeah. but usually it's opaque mine's transparent they're like can you take the passport cover out and I'm like mate Taking the passport cover and not taking the passport cover is the same passport. It says <laughs> passport like Nepal cover, it? Like I'm like, okay, fine, I'll take it out. Exactly. Or could say I got held very badly in India because of my passport. Oh. Like to the point they were calling Mesha Guru last call. And oh like, my god. Yeah. Why? Why? Why were the checking like? So they didn't let me go in. Um, because I was flying back to the UK. They didn't let me go in, okay? Oh, okay. So I was in the check-in point. Nay, check-in point. My they literally stopped me from going. I couldn't even check my luggage at that point. Oh, so okay. they were like, "We'll call manager." And I was like, "Fine, whatever." You know, so used to at this point. Yeah. Uh-huh. The manager didn't come for like another half an hour. So I'm not patiently waiting. You know. Yeah. And then I'm like entertaining myself with the internet and whatnot. And then the manager doesn't come, and I'm like, "Excuse me, where is the manager?" <coughs> I didn't speak yeah. Hindi at this point. You know? yeah. I was like, "Where is the manager? Where is the manager? He's coming, he's coming." And I was like, "Well, get your manager now, because." This is like beyond. <coughs> my flight. Yeah. yeah, this is beyond like 
So by the time the manager came, I had an argument with the manager saying, he was a ma'am, you can't go, you don't have a visa, okay? Now that you tell me, I have had the same experience exactly. in Delhi airport. It's in Delhi airport. Yeah. Piece of shit. Anyways, you work better. Delhi airport, oh. you can't go, you don't have visa. And I'm like, I what is a, this? Yeah. I have a whole old passport and a biometric that says, what are the biometrics? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. won't have visa. A biometric card that says indefinite stay in the UK. Yeah. What part of this means exactly. I need a visa? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need a visa. I was trying to explain to the manager and he was like, no, 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 ma'am. No, 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 ma'am. And I'm like, oh my God, I lost the plot. I was like, kya kar Spoke in Hindi. I was like, you fucking let me go. Oh. Or like, in literally <clears throat> Hindi. Like I swore at him. I should have, but I didn't care at the point. I was like, let me go. I'm going to miss my flight or you're going to pay for it. And then he was like, okay, okay, oh, sorry, sorry, ma'am, we didn't know. And I was like, well, you should know, because you're working in the airport. Yeah, yeah. You should know. If you don't know, then who knows? And you're the manager, the buyer, no one knows. Uh-huh. You're starting no fair. They're just protecting me. You're yeah. the manager. You should have known. And at that point, after I checked in, went to um, boarding, etc., like, I went to the toilet, and I came, oh, like, yeah, yeah. I bought water, went to the toilet, and they were like, Mesha Guru, final call for Mesha Guru. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. <laughs> yeah, I had the same experience. They were looking at my visa and they were like, no, you don't have visa. And I exactly. said, listen, and this is not even in the check-in area. This is while boarding, right outside the plane door. And I'm like, what are you on about? I've been let through immigration. I'm here. And I even showed him, I took out my driving license. I took out my UDM student ID. And I was like, listen, look, like I, I, I live there. I have a visa. I literally had to argue with him for a little bit. And then they let me go. And I'm like, so what was the point, what of, was the point of stopping me? If you're going to let me go eventually, if I, if I raise my voice a little bit. Exactly. I think they were just trying to probably make some money on the side. I just don't get it. Like a biometric, full-fledged biometric. Like what part of it is, you know? <laughs> exactly. Oh, ridiculous no. but um, yeah that was the worst terrible experience I guess yeah you gonna go next mm, where was I wait let me let me hold back hold back <laughs> where were we Canada oh but you have my age going to school and coming back home alone from Japan I mean yeah, we've discussed we've, that before yeah yeah we've done this one <clears throat> South Korea Azuma literally are like our bodies feeding us with broken English. Oh, cute. They are, you know what? The restaurant owners there, they are really nice. Um, I remember this. Obviously, everybody was quite friendly. Uh, they are quite polite to their customers. This lady, this couple, that old couple, they were, uh, they were, uh, they were restaurant owners, mm. and we were at this big jagalchi market in. Uh, Busan and we came in and we were just browsing we didn't know what to eat uh, and plus one of us was vegetarian if you're vegetarian in why would South you Korea, go <laughs> like just it, it's horrible and we went in there and they sat us down and they showed us menu and it was so much good by then we knew that vegetarian dishes it was so hard to tell people that we don't it is this person doesn't eat meat or if we said no no kogi like no meat they would bring fish. Fish, then. yeah. And I'm like, no, not even fish. Like, proper, just clamped. Um, and this lady, like, literally went out of the menu, made pancakes. You know those little uh, spring onion pancakes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, chai, 
uh, pancakes. <coughs> Tribe, yeah. Oh, the best pancakes we've ever had. She just kept dishing up as many and us girls, we just kept eating. Like, let alone vegetarian, didn't no. get the vegetarian pancake. <laughs> All the meat eaters were like gobbling her vegetarian <laughs> pancake down. Who was vegetarian? Um, this one of our friends that went with us. Oh. Um, I don't think you've met her yet. But yeah, very, very heartwarming. I've, I've heard like <laughs> South Korea and vegetarian, they don't do. Sounds like my country. But we're planning to go this year. Hopefully, plan um, is on. Plan. Yeah. It makes it out of the group chat. Um, which never does lately. But yeah, Oracle one. I forgot. <laughs> Nepal, okay? I forgot Bato Makaibo. He can't walk on the hint, sorry. So basically... If you know, in Nepal and India, cow is our national animal. We don't hurt cows. Holy as well. Holy. Yeah. We don't hurt cows. So, you can hit a person, but not a cow. You navigate around the cow. You can't yeah. budge it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in offices, if you say guy was on the road, you get an excuse. That's how. Oh, they understand the excuse, do yeah. they? Cow. Cow was on the road. And in Nepal, if a cow decides to sit in the middle of a road... It sits. It sits. People don't really move it away. People just go around it. Like <coughs> I mean, can't. if you're a motorbike, you can. But if you're a bus in a car, you can't yeah, stop. Exactly. You. And they, if you honk at them, they look at you, and they'll just look away. And no <laughs> shits given. Yeah. No shits given. <laughs> With a little bell. I know. It's like mm, they don't whatever. care. They do not care. This is so funny. Right. Also forgot about 7, 8 p.m. Everything is closed and beach black. Yeah. I was the same in the UK as well, not gonna lie. Oh no, you know, I I was back home. We're so used to having that one constant, you know, daytime, nighttime. Mm. In the UK, when I first came and it was 9 p.m. and it was still sunny, I was like, Shocked. What the? Yeah. I don't think it's 9pm That was my culture shock when I moved to this mm. country I guess that is like with everyone When they come to the UK Yeah. Because yeah. it's just a bit like why Yeah. 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 Summer's a lot longer um, Also when I came to this country Summer used to be cool Like yeah. I would have to wear a hoodie But now it's unbearable yeah. It's unbearable it's a, it's a wooden house So yeah. the humidity is through the roof Yeah I'd rather camp outside than live in my house, like, in summer, honestly. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Um, Nepalese are more modern in Nepal than in the UK. Facts. Facts. I agree. If you're, um, I can't tell if you're from the rural areas of Nepal, Uh but if you're on the metropolitan city, like uh, Kathmandu, Pokhara, Chitwan, and... Nebagonjan, etc. They are very modern. The culture is just different yeah. to here. Like it's it's just different here. Yeah. And I feel like if the society back home was not so judgmental, like was not so openly judgmental, I think they would be more modern than that to be Yeah. It's it's so cool, okay? like um I mean I consider our family quite like your family, our family quite, you know, modern. We yeah. don't really care, judgment only free type of. Yeah. But going back home, um, it's even more freer, okay? Mm. I mean, clearly my grandparents are still in their own era. Yeah. But um, they've changed according to the 
as time came yeah, on. So the people of our age, like they're in the next level, right? very open minded. Conversations are very intellectual and not very like, oh, I'm a boy, I'm gonna understand. But then they don't have conversations like that. Okay, mm. it's it's so good to not have that issue. Yeah, know? I guess they they just think that I guess they just know by now that there's no point saying, oh, my parents won't understand anymore. Or their parents like, yeah. are just, you know, quite, yeah. quite understanding mm-hmm. compared to ours. We can do two, three more, I think. Your turn. I just said that. Your turn. Oh. Right. The next one, I think this is, a lot of people can relate to this one. How much I actually don't know Nepali reading, writing, or even speaking? Period. Uh, it's, It's one of my New Year's resolution to learn how to write and speak in Nepali. As much as I can, like or see. You know some bits, don't you? I know, I know quite a lot. Yeah. I actually can write decent essays. Um, I used to get, I think, a ten marks essay and do mm-hmm. like seven point five or eight. Uh-huh. But um, having said that, my past tense, present, and future tense, all that is quite good. But my vocabulary is not necessarily good. Okay? I only oh. know like simple, basic Nepali terms. Yeah. But I know more yeah. than the average Nepali UK community person. I know that for a fact. But I want to increase the Nepali literature a bit more. Uh-huh. And reading, reading fluently. Reading, so I've always struggled ever since a child. Yeah. Because your mother never did subject on Tinder. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you exactly. Get it. All of our curriculum used to be in English. English. Apart from you have Nepali one language. Nepali subject, and that's the only place you read yeah. Nepali. Exactly. And so, even in school, we were encouraged to speak more, ne- more English, English than Nepali. Yeah, so I don't blame us. So I bought a few Nepali books oh, to read this time. Nice. Yeah. Maybe I'll borrow some. So poetry. So. Yeah, it's um for me. I went from finishing school in Nepal to uh-huh. forgetting Nepali, <coughs> then going into a job where I had to um, speak, Nepali. speak and uh, write Nepali. So I've been like all over the place, but yeah. I guess I still, I would say I can still have a good conversation in Nepali, like pure Nepali, with somebody. Um, if I had to, I mean, I can have with like elderly and everything, mm. but if a high literate Nepali person would have to speak to oh, me, yeah. no. I would ha- I would struggle. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So I want to get to that level. Uh-huh. So I think my Nepali is medium to advanced. Yeah. I want to make it advanced, advanced. basically. Yeah. Mm. It's not basic for sure, but yeah. yeah. No queuing. <laughs> On the queue system, say, please like can't say no queuing. Only got this huh? No, not completely. <laughs> it was no queuing point all it's group queuing. So, so it counts. Group queuing counts. Exactly. Group queuing is it Like yeah. even the concerts you go in the UK Nepali event, group queuing. Oh god. And then if somebody else somebody some of your friends are running a bit late, they can come and join your exactly. group queue. But then if someone else joins before you, you're like, ah fuck you. Yeah, like, they can queue jump. To be honest, Q jump, I don't mind doing what I'm saying. But more than that, I'm like, yeah, like come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's understandable. Even yeah. we do that. But if yeah. it's like a whole group of people, I'm like, what are you doing? Exactly. Like, just have some... Why are we saying exactly so much, yeah? We're just agreeing too much with each other. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think we'll probably have to do a couple more. Uh, otherwise, then, it's going to be a bit too yeah. long. And then do a part two of part this. Part two. Okay. Right. While driving, indicating right, 
even though you're parking on your left hand side. Agreed. Huh? I don't. So you know, like in the UK, uh -huh. if you're parking, you indicate left. You indicate left and you park left, neither. Yeah, you, but you there, indicate wherever you're about to park. Yeah, but yeah. They, they indicate right, so that means they're parking left. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Huh? Exactly. And when you want the person behind you to go, you literally put the hazard light on or just turn and go. You just like do right again and then they'll leave, okay? So indication right means you're so, either parking left or you're either telling the person behind to go. Well, that's what I um, figured out. Oh. But if it's not right, then riders and dri drivers yeah, and parkers, let me know. Yeah, if it's not right. But that's what we sort of like accumulated like in the highways. Um, okay. Oh, okay. So, um, for those who don't know Nepal's driving system, road system, we drive on the left as well. Yeah. Here. So you're driving on the left, <coughs> but uh -huh. if you want to park on this side, you don't indicate and go. No. You indicate right. Right, and then you go. What? Like that's what I've noticed. Like I can't be wrong, I know. But if I'm wrong, please correct me, eh? And then also multiple occasions, I say they were indicating right, like the trucks, okay? Tippers oh. and trucks, and then indicating right, and then our driver would just go, okay? So that means like, like the road is clear, you can like, go. As if overtake from the right side. Yeah, oh. I mean overtake from the right side is the same as the UK. Uh -huh. But if you if you want the person to overtake, you just be like yeah, the left indicator so you can overtake that one in the country roads, okay? They I do think, the right, yeah, and then they go right. Every country has their own thing. Europe, ma, most of the time, you know, when you go in the roundabout, yeah, you, you indicate. So you, you, Europe, ma, when you drive on the right side, you go this way, in the, yeah, in the roundabout. So when you're going towards the um, uh, right hand side, as you're turning, you indicate right. You indicate the left because you are still going in the roundabout. So when it's your exit, you stop indicating. So you don't indicate right? No, you don't indicate to the exit that you're going to. You stop indicating. I mean, that's probably exiting. safer. Yeah. To be fair, like rather yeah. than you, you indicate right. And then when you're about to come, you have to indicate left like, whilst trying to <laughs> navigate. <laughs> or not. Another thing in Nepal, uh -huh. once, since you said roundabout, you don't go over the roundabout, you go under the roundabout. Huh? What's the point of the roundabout being there? My point. Just for the traffic I to start. I bet they're just uh, breaking traffic rules. I don't think the traffic even know the rules at this point. <laughs> the traffic stood in the middle. And they do this thing, yeah. And then they go from underneath. I think we need to bring all these traffic wardens to the UK to see how disciplined we are. Like, we really are. Well, most of the time, most of the time, you you still have those dickheads around. I mean, if you're driving in Nepal, come on, yeah. man, come on. <laughs> When I was in Nepal, I feel like I'm going to say this a lot in this podcast. When I was in Nepal, traffic lights had just come on. Like, you know, they May, were when just you were, traffic lights. <laughs> when you were in Nepal, maybe there were 10 cars, okay? Now there's like 100, 200s of it. Maybe thousands. So, like, just just stop at this point. Okay, even if, even if after they installed the traffic lights... Not a lot of people knew how to use them. The uh, rest of them didn't even follow. <laughs> we have zebra crossing now. Do uh, people follow it? No. <laughs> so if you're a pedestrian, if you get seen not crossing in the zebra crossing, you get told off. But if you're a rider or a driver, uh -huh. you don't necessarily have the obligation to like, break at the zebra crossing. So zebra crossing money, you're like praying for your life. <laughs> <laughs> left, right, left, right. No one speaks English. I think it's a universal thing, you would say. 
Like yeah. you know how they say like English is a universal language. It's not necessarily it's not. true. It's <coughs> not. I think you know in Nepal. Ever since we were small, we were taught English because you were told English is a very important language. It's a universal language. India was colonized by Britain, uh-huh. and Nepali curriculum is influenced, influenced by, by India. Because in China they don't do that. Not even in Japan. Not even in Korea. Yeah. Let alone in Europe. Yeah, exactly. They have English as a choice, not a mandatory. Yeah. And here we are as Nepali. We don't even know our own language because we were so focused on English. Only English, only proper English, only get it. Oh no. It's half American, half British. <laughs> I know. Cilantro. What the f*** is cilantro? Brinjal. What the f*** is brinjal here? Oh, no, no. Like, can I Egg get a plant. brinjal? Eggplant in America? Like, you know, peppers. <coughs> we call it capsicum back home. Yeah. And then you're like, you come here and you're like, peppers. And I'm like, oh? Pepper? Like, yeah. black pepper? No, oh. bell peppers. That's and they've got sweet peppers. Only radish like muli ones. Yeah, muli. Like, only... Lady's finger, what is lady's finger? Okrare. What? <laughs> At this All point, this trying to be some Western. English, English name, and then now they're using Indian, Nepali languages for describing the vegetable. And I'm like, what was the what point? What was the point? Where, why did I work so and hard? My other brinja was the biggest culture shock, you know? <laughs> it's not even brinja, it's not even eggplant, herb gene. What the f would you do that? <laughs> Also in Nepal, we went to a Korean restaurant and there was brinjo as a side dish. Yeah. Very nicely, like origin, the Korean yeah. one. And I was like, cute. I ate it and I couldn't tell what it was. It was so good. Yeah. I usually don't like brinjal, you know? And I had it in so I was like, brinjal. Oh, sorry. Aubergine. Okay. <laughs> Inside jokes. So, honestly, once you start traveling to so many countries, you realize that your English doesn't really work that much. And literally. you're lucky in this era. Google Translate is your best friend. Oh, and also, let me tell you, when I started solo traveling 10 years ago, Google Translate was, was so a, underdeveloped. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it would not make sense at all. And I have had so many difficult times doing traveling because the Google Translate wouldn't work. I wouldn't know the language. It was all basically... You know what? Hand we all language. should have hand signs, hand languages. But then, even sign languages, they have different, okay? Yeah, like American, American, British. British. Yeah. So stupid. You but, know what works? What? The most universal method of communication? Photos. Take a photo, mate. Mm. If you need a toilet, take <coughs> a photo of the toilet, point it and go, yeah. you'll get there. If you need water, if you need food, Take a photo of it, show it to May, the person. I've never struggled to ask for food. Let's be honest. <laughs> elite. I've my struggle to find a toilet. Food never. So if you're traveling with me, you're never hungry. Yeah. But um, the Google Translate is still underdeveloped because I use it for work. Yeah, yeah. And I have to translate um to communicate with kids who don't speak English because obviously they're refugee kids, right? I still yeah. struggle because I'm trying to say one thing, they understand the other thing, it's still. Mm. So it's still underdeveloped. It's only developed in languages like French, Spanish, um, things like that. Yeah. Even yeah. then, they they like, it's a hit or miss, yeah? mm. So like, I want to go there, I there type of, but it's still, you kind of get yeah. the point. Yeah. But in other languages, uh, in Middle Eastern, especially Middle Eastern uh, Asia, I mean, mid-Central Asia is not very much explored yet. Yeah. So, 
and it's quite backward in terms of other Asian uh-huh. so their parts is still it's very difficult to understand it uh-huh. yeah still struggling oh, languages google man level up Oops, sorry <laughs> in this era of ai you you got to do better exactly especially do better if you think you know especially when google has so much biodiversity i mean they are they're like the leading ones in it yeah yeah they're like the number one basically uh-huh So oh yeah. God. But anyways, um this is the end of part 1. <laughs> At this rate, I think we might have part 2 and 3. Yeah. But we exactly. will see you on the next one, I think. By the way, for those who sent in the responses, thank you so I much. Think, yeah, yeah. We, we have never been so overwhelmed with this this many responses that we have had to make two three parts of a same podcast. I know. But we love you for doing that. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you on the next one. Bye.